Hi guys, welcome to Stalking Spurs, the Spurs podcast that isn't just about football. My name is Patty and... Hi, I'm Acid and we are joined by Toby. Hello. Hi guys, this is an emergency pod. I just, well, we realized that as soon as we stopped recording the next day, a lot of shit happened in terms of yeah, the trans- there was a whirlwind of transfer activity. So we might as well just focus on... The transfer season and now that it's done it is at least february 1 as we record this so all the rumors can just go lie in a ditch because now the real thing has happened how are you feeling guys about the state of the squad oh, wow i feel like it's been such a mess a flurry of movement that i feel like it hasn't settled down yet and i don't i don't yet have a very clear grasp of of our squad our current squad yeah, but there's there are a lot of like really big headlines. Should we jump into the outgoings? Let's jump into the first yeah, big headline. Yeah, because I guess headline. those were the most emotionally impactful. So three big outgoing players, Christian Eriksen went to Inter Milan, Kyle Walker-Peters to Southampton, and Danny Rose to Newcastle. So Christian Eriksen, that news broke like within seconds of us <laughs> publishing Finishing. the last episode. And in that episode, we talked about how we didn't want to address any of the rumors because they're rumors, nothing's confirmed, and we refuse to believe anything. And then, bam, suddenly he's at Inter Milan. And now it's a reality. Toby, what are your thoughts on Christian Eriksen to Inter? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with him. Yeah, we saw the highlights from his first Inter Milan game. He played in the Coppa Italia. He came on as a substitute. So, yeah, super happy for him to finally make the move. It seems like it's it's been a long time coming. It would have been nice if it was all handled in, in a bit more neatly. But, yeah, it's it's really tough to see him go. He's been a fabulous player for us, and it's it's been a pleasure to watch him play. And, yeah, it's sad that the days of, of desk are, are no more. But, yeah, that's how it goes, I guess. We, we wish him the best, and hopefully they can go and beat Juventus in the, in the Serie A. Yeah, like he's, I think everyone's felt that he's been wanting a change. People could see it in his eyes. <laughs> so it's, it's part of me feels so happy for him that he's now uh, in a new environment that he's wanted for so long. But part of me is also very sad to see him go. I feel like he's he's a player who's always been around during the entirety of my fandom life. I think uh, when he joined the club, that's when I first became a fan. So I feel like this is definitely the end of an era. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is pretty nuts. But like all the social, like just to mix it in here, the social support that Inter gave to Ericsson, <sighs> I mean, apart from their weird ass, like not for everyone, like that's a strange hashtag, but... <laughs> The rest of it, though, I don't think I've seen a welcome for a player. I mean, yes. at least I haven't. It's nuts. Yeah, it's wild. I, I love it. It's, it's like a super extravagant welcome parade in the form of social media posts. Within hours of them announcing it, uh, we looked at Inter Milan's Instagram and it was already, the grid was full. I think there were something like 18 different posts <laughs> um, from the welcome photo shoot. I guess they, they shot him on location at... La Scala? La, yes, at Teatro a La Scala. And it's a beautiful photo. It's like out of the pages of Vanity Fair. Who did they get to shoot this on seemingly short notice? Because he's styled, 
he's costumed, he's lit amazingly, the location is grand and amazing. And it's like, it, it's a proper photo shoot. It's not like they stuck him in there and took like a few photos because they show him in different parts of the theater, different poses. I'm sure that was different lighting setups. You know, it's it was, and that's only part of the the content around Erickson. Question on this: Was the choice of using the opera house a nod to his nickname of Maestro? That is brilliant. If it is, because, was it? because <laughs> exactly. holy shit! Like you mentioned, the grid was full. The grid was. Is full. this how they treat players in Serie A? Because holy shit, the Italians. Love the drama. That was um Yeah, because I've never seen that. When we get a new player <laughs> with us, we get like a shot of them holding up a jersey. Uh, holding up a jersey in the what looks like the dressing room. They're <laughs> sitting at a table signing a piece of paper. There maybe they get an like a photo in the stadium or the training ground, but that's it. It's one photo. They got someone they got Jay from marketing <laughs> to bring his camera or something and take a few photos. On a shoddy and phone. Stick it on Instagram. <laughs> it's yeah, so you know what, Christian? I mean, I know he wanted like a Real or like a Barca. Any like you know, the the big like the Liga teams, but I didn't realize Inter was number two, but they are number one in production design, I'm telling you. Like absolutely good choice. I wonder if that's part of the reasons he chose to go. Like, yeah. gonna give you a photo shoot. <laughs> Why not? Milan sounds uh, yeah. Never been. I yeah, has I, a great time. I was wondering that also. Is it is it also uh, a function of the location of the club headquarters? Like because Inter Milan is in Milan and they just happen to have so many beautiful photo shoot potential photo shoot locations that they're able to create this because I guess there's not there's maybe not not so many opera houses in North London <laughs> around Tottenham to do the same thing so I guess it's just lucky that he's in a that's true I think we like do that. have a great stadium though they could utilize the stadium way more with like modern like yes. anyway but you know what marketing team PR team of Spurs take a cue from the Inter Milan social you know, group because that is like the craziest role. I haven't seen many transfers because obviously I've just been following this recently. But Toby, let us know if you've seen a fancier rollout or like a, a fancier welcome because this was just, I mean, deserving yeah. for the maestro. Yeah, as never... elaborate as this. Anyway, um, any other thoughts, guys, on how sad we are that Christian, although he, I've never <laughs> seen him smile in my life also. I'm like, wow, <laughs> yes, he really wanted to go. Thing. <laughs> he looks his happiness like comes at you through the, the the square frame of Instagram. He's so happy to be there. And he's been much more active on social. He's liking, obviously, he liked all the Inter posts and all that. He likes so many more Spurs posts now, though. Like, of the players. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, but we should talk about that. He posted a really lovely goodbye, really uh, candid, so candid message to fans. So maybe like a day or two into his time at Inter, he finally posts a photo of himself in Spurs kit with his trademark worried expression. <laughs> but I guess it's his default expression. He just looks worried by default. And he, he says, uh, dear Tottenham Hotspur fans. And then he apologizes for the, I guess, uh, hasty transition and, and just no, but I think things. I think it's one of the more candid ones as well. Admitting yes. to like how he he acknowledged how fans also were like just all waiting on him to like leave and it's it's a bit like ouch also, but I mean that's the reality of it, I guess. So Christian, we wish you all the best. And uh, I'm shockingly oh, gonna try yes. to check out an inter game now. Who knows? Yeah. I, I totally will. Yeah, we mm. we're 
There are series A. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. From one transfer to another, you look at Inter Milan's elaborate Vanity Fair Fair esque photo shoot Mm. to welcome Christian Eriksen, and you put it side by side with Newcastle's welcome photo shoot for Danny, and it's their worlds apart. I think Danny gets one photo, and it's it's against a tarp. So it's a tarp that's a printout of the inside of their stadium. It's not even in the stadium. It's it's a bit. And my heart breaks a bit because I love Danny. My first Spurs kit was Danny yes, Rose. Rosie Posey. So it makes me sad that 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 this is what's happening, especially side by side. Exactly. With Christians photo shoot. Toby, what are your thoughts on 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 Danny? Yeah, I don't. I don't, I've never really understood the whole story. Like it seems to have been a tumultuous year or two for Danny. I don't know. Cause, yeah, because I've always thought I've always loved the way he plays, and I've always thought he's been great at the left back position, like super solid defender. Yeah, so it's it's a pity to see him go. He's been he's been a, a great had great service for the club. So yeah, it's I I don't really understand. Yeah, because Mar- as Mourinho says, he he always seemed to think. Ben Davis was the kind of the key player in that position, but yeah, I'm not sh- I'm not sure why Danny wasn't happy, or maybe he wasn't clicking with Mourinho. But uh, yeah, I, hope, I wish him the best at Newcastle as well. Exactly, I think like he seemed just like Ericsson, who was obviously like another of the famous people, famous players that somehow the press or the fans have determined that are just so eager to go. And like watching Danny's interview, I guess his first interview with Newcastle. And he was like, when he saw apparently some news of some player of theirs leaving or getting injured, he calls his agent and says, I want to go. And I'm like, oh, huh. I don't know. Mm. It's Yeah, it's also super transparent and super yes. candid. It feels very different. Yeah. I'm, I'm not used to all this candidness, but I'm also, I'm liking it. Like, yay. Which all makes for, I guess, a great Amazon documentary at the end of this mm. season. <laughs> that will be interesting. It's going to be cool. Yeah, just one one more reaction to the Danny-related content on the Newcastle Instagram is the video they posted of his first interview. So we, we mentioned when you were talking about Ericsson earlier that you can see how happy he is to be there at Inter through the, the content that Inter posts. And I, I'm not getting the same feeling. I don't feel reassured that he's really truly happy there when I watch the interview because he says something like, uh, there were three clubs, I think, that he he's always wanted to play for because they have such passionate fans and he says that Newcastle is one of them. Oh my gosh. I feel like if, you've, if you're saying top three, it's obviously not the number one <laughs> club you want to play for. Yeah. It's probably also not the number two. It's definitely your third choice. Oh my god! So like, oh no, I appreciate your your candidness, but uh, maybe you didn't have to share that. (laughs) I I wonder what went down. How was Danny scarred so badly at the club that like it looked like a hostage video? You know when there's like you're saying I'm happy, but your eyes are dead. You know, like ah. Blink twice if you need help, Rose. We'll send some. Just let us know. Are we, are we starting like a hashtag free Danny like movement? I don't know. <laughs> free Rose. Anyway, sad. But I mean, good good for Danny. At least he gets his way out. He's been wanting, or at least the media's portrayal has been wanting out. So best yeah. of luck, Danny Rose. Uh, the yeah. I mean, there's 10 million other outgoings, but the last one I want to focus on because the rest, I, I literally, I'm not even sure who half these people are. 
Kyle Walker Peters on loan to Southampton. I always find it weird though when people get loaned within the same league because you're literally gonna mm. play them next week and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, how 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 is this? How are you guys? I mean, Kyle Walker Peters has played for us a couple times, but obviously not as much as he'd have liked, I suppose. Yeah, if, yeah. In Southampton. I I don't know the exact number, but I think are only a, a couple points behind us, aren't they? Or yeah, and they've had killer form. It's yeah. a great place to go. I wonder if because we're playing them again at home in a couple weeks, aren't we in the FA Cup? So I wonder. Probably he wouldn't be eligible for that. I imagine. Uh, I would have thought they'd work that out in the negotiations. Like a non-compete clause. Yeah. Or something. Exactly. But yeah, so I guess some people thought maybe he wasn't physical enough and they feel like in defense he tended to be outmuscled by the attackers. Yeah, which I guess could be true. You didn't always feel he was the safest pair of hands in defense, but he was good going forward. And I think people have said he could potentially... Maybe not quite to this same level because Trent Alexander-Arnold is world-class, but I think some people have said he could work on that kind of model because he's a bit on the smaller side, but if he could bulk up a bit and build some strength, as some people have said Delhi has done in uh, in recent times, like just focus, like hit the gym and just build some strength. And Yeah, I, I hope he has a promising time because, yeah, he's, yeah he's, he seems like a good bloke. I mean, I guess that's the last of the outgoings of note because we have like 11 more other outgoings mostly on loan and they all see him at least to me like they're from the academy is this normal Mm -hmm. Tobes to just like loan people off from the academy or is this like a I think it is to yeah to get promising young guys and get them to play more first team football and just make sure they're getting enough experience and then hopefully when they mature to bring them back and into the squad I think one of the guys of note is Jack Clark who I think we signed from Leeds Mm -hmm. and then um, we sent him out on loan to Queen's Park Rangers with whom I think Tottenham has quite an established relationship so yeah hopefully he he does really well there and can come back maybe next year oh yeah so I guess an example of a success story of this kind of loan I guess is Harry Kane because he also came up through the academy Mm. and uh, very early on he was loaned to Leicester before finally coming back and later on becoming first team superstar yeah at Tottenham so one of these guys whose names we don't recognize (laughs) could be the next Harry Kane All right, so from the outgoings, we come to the incomings. We have three, well, two technical incomings and one, like, we made it permanent. So good news from all this Christian Eriksen leaving is that, obviously, we've permanently signed Giovanni Lo Celso. Yay! Yay! He was on loan and then got injured, but he's back. He's in. He's in permanently. I think till 2025 or 2024, something something futuristic that'll happen in a blink of an (laughs) eye because we're old now. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that must be an awesome feeling. It's mm. like when you start a new job and you're still on probation, and then after three months, you're given the letter saying you're permanent. It, it must feel great. So, congrats. Footballers, they're just like us. Uh, <laughs> they, they get a they get a probation period. But we also have Genson Fernandez, who we literally like signed maybe like two weeks ago, but we never had time yeah. to discuss. And then Steven Bergwin, the latest under the wire uh, signing at in this January season. So. 
Guys, I knew none of these players when we first signed them. Toby, would you know any better than both of us combined? I didn't know about them previously. Yeah, I took a, a, took a look at uh, Fernandez especially. Yeah, it seems like he's he's promising and, and will fit into the side well. He's He's played for the... Portuguese national side through most of the youth teams. So yeah, that's it's super promising. He's had a couple start. Has he had starts? He's he's had a few appearances. Uh, I think in the FA Cup, he didn't immediately seem too striking. He was a little bit not invisible in that game, but didn't seem to have a massive impact. Uh, but it's it's his first time in the Premier League. From what I read, it seems like it's a big adjustment for players coming from the continent. It's a very different game in England. It's much more physical. You get a lot less time on the ball. But he seems like a, a strong dude. So I think once he finds his feet, he'll be a really important uh, defensive midfielder for us. And young as well. I mean, we're signing people age 21. Uh, I mean, kids, I guess. Is this the rebuild we've been waiting for? I think it's a start. I think uh, I saw that this is the smallest amount spent in the transfer window in January by the Premier League. So it seems like everybody is being a little bit cagey and not dropping heap loads of money just yet. I don't know if that's to do with the fact that Liverpool has this thing kind of in the bag at the moment and people just want to wait until the summer <laughs> and and get, you know, give their scouts more time and, and just start fresh for the next season when the managers can properly, you know, bring bring new players into the squad and, and get them on, on the right page. So, But Man U has had some good signings as well. They got this, uh, this striker who had been playing in China. I think his name's... Ingalo, or I think they've had a couple signings to try and keep themselves competitive. But so I think while we've made some nice additions to the squad, I think other teams, you know, have bolstered theirs a bit as well. So we're going to have some competition going forward if as as we try and struggle our way into the top four. And I hope it's not that much of a struggle. But given the incoming, so Steve Bergwin, literally we just signed him like yesterday. Uh, guys, I just checked the wikis. They were born in like 97. Guys, yeah. I was a human in 1997, <laughs> like an actual human. Yeah, I have yeah. memories from then. But anyway. Yeah. Given... yeah. I was getting close to that age. <laughs> no, please. Mm-hmm. Um, given the incomings and the outgoings, I... Uh, Looking at the squad we have now, I don't know, hypothetical question, Toby, for you. Uh, do you think we have enough strikers? <laughs> uh, no, probably not. Yeah, but it seems like we have so many weapons, but they're all kind of wingers or just kind of outside fast attackers, but no kind of big, strong number nine that we can stick up front. So that's a bit surprising, but I'm not sure how it's going to work. Yeah. This, it seems like Mourinho has a plan, though, because he's been sticking that midfield with all the weapons we have. Like, we'll have Lamella and Winks and Sun and more. So there's, it feels like there's five or six places where a goal can come from. It just feels like we have to have good systems to, to create chances. But Yeah, definitely. I look at our list of players, and I guess under forwards slash strikers, we only really have Harry Kane, Troy Parrott's our runner-up. But like you look at everyone else and I feel like all of these or so many of these guys are threats for goals mm-hmm. as well. Our goals tend to come from so many people and mm-hmm. not just one. So I don't know. I, I'm not super concerned, I mm-hmm. guess. 
And apparently Bergwin, it seems like he's mostly a left winger than a right winger, but has also played in center forward. So let's let's. I'm super curious to see what Mourinho cooks up, and I think he's he said people are going to be super pleased about uh, what they see in Bergwin. So yeah, super excited to see the kind of football that we start to play. I'm I'm looking at a, a Wikipedia page on goal scores of our squad for 2019-2020, and obviously, given Harry is our uh, striker, he has the most at 17 total, 11 from the Premier League and 6 from the Champions League, but he's then followed by Sunny with 12, Delhi with 8, Lucas with 6, Lamella with 4, Ericsson with 3, Sissoko with 2, Lochelso with 2, Tangi with 2, Jan with 1, from our defense, like Ryan Sassanian yeah. with one and Serge Aurier with one. So, yeah, that's a uh, yeah, yeah. tender for people who aren't necessarily our striker. Well, nine, counting out Harry. Were you hoping, were you guys hoping we would get another striker at the least? Or are those harder to find? Apparently, we were one of the several teams that were chasing um, a Polish striker, Piatek, from AC Milan, but he ended up going to Hertha Berlin. I'm, I'm sure they would have been looking at some other options, but I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, we definitely need to find a way to get more goals as we've been bringing down the goals allowed. So, I don't know. Let's see what Mourinho has up his sleeve. I mean, coming from striking to defending, at least if you uh, wade in the cesspool that is the internet and read about all the fans' hot takes on who we need and so on, everyone's somehow saying we need we need a this, we need a that to strengthen up our defense. Looking at our defensive lineup, with Alderweireld, who signed Vertonghen, please sign Sanchez, Foyth, Aurier, Davis, and Tanganga, who wasn't even in the wiki, would you believe? I wanted to update it for them. What are you guys <laughs> thinking? Well, how are you feeling about our defense? Yeah, it feels like we don't, still don't have enough depth. I think, as you, as you mentioned, most people, I think, are a bit baffled why we still haven't signed a right back or strengthened our position on the wings of the defense. It's yeah, it's a strange one, but I'm optimistic. Aurier, I feel like is is getting better and better. Always a little bit of a question mark on defense when he loves to throw in a slide tackle when he would do just as well to stand up the player. But he's he's obviously become a very important part of of Mourinho's system of overloading the right wing and Aurier crossing the ball into our attackers. So I don't know. Let's see. I'm I'm just. I hope, as you said, I hope Vertonghen renews because I have immense faith in Alderweireld, Vertonghen, and Sanchez at the back. So hopefully they stick together. I hope so too, just for my sake. Otherwise, the two kids I own would be people who are no longer on the squad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess this transfer window is, is I guess, good for yeah. Vertonghen fans. It's mm-hmm. all done. He's still around. We just need him to sign something until twenty. 20- 48 yeah 2060 i don't know like you know just just stay there all right well any other last thoughts on this transfer window thank god january is over because that was a wonderful 31 days yeah thankfully let's yeah happy to get back into the into the campaign and see what these these new guys can come up with yeah it should be exciting that's it for us. Uh, thanks for joining us for our bonus pod, uh, emergency pod, because obviously, hopefully, these somehow three magical figures that have entered the club will somehow get us into the top four uh, by the end of this yeah. all. That's the dream. Thanks. That's the dream. We're, we can we're dream. chase Chelsea down. Yes, we are. I looked at their. We're, I looked at the uh, fixtures coming up. So I think Chelsea or Manu or Leicester, and then Chelsea and Manu battle each other. So I'm like, you know what? There's hope. Nice. There is hope. Yeah, just kill each other. Yeah, and then Manu. Man City. Yeah, we have Man, Man City. City coming out <laughs> this weekend. <laughs>
We can do it. We can do it. Thanks, guys. Yes. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Toby. Thanks, Acid. We'll see you guys next time, hopefully with a pep in our step and like a lot of positivity. Come on, you Spurs! Yeah.